What is up, fellas? Welcome back to Comments Over Cold Brew. It's me, your host, Emma Abrahamson, as per usual, and we are on to a brand new season of the podcast. Season five, to be specific. I'm so excited. This year's gonna be so fun. Um, I hope everyone had a great holiday season. I know I did. I definitely took some time off, uh, and I'm like slowly starting get, starting to get back into the swing of things. I feel like it's taken me a while to get out of vacation mode, so yeah, but I think I just like worked pretty hard towards the end of the year, so I just needed a little rest and relaxation, but yeah, I mean, 2023, it's kind of crazy like how fast last year went by. Kind of concerning, honestly. It kind of feels like a blur. I don't really know what happened, but now we're on to a new year. And I'm not like the one for New Year's resolutions because I don't like to focus on doing something every single day or like, I don't know. I don't even know what I would need to resolve in this year. So I have not made any New Year's resolutions. That being said, I do have some big goals for the year, uh, just like overall in my personal life, career, stuff like that. Um, so that's what I want to talk about in this episode. I figured that you know, we're starting a new year and it's, it would be nice to kick off this season with a solo episode, just kind of setting the tone with my goals. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about basically like everything that I've learned from all the different running eras of my life, because I don't know, I just think it's important. And I feel like I've grown a lot over the years and each chapter of my life has taught me new things, including the one I'm in right now. So yeah, we'll get into that later. I'm so excited that we have a new sponsor of the podcast, Track Club Atelier, which is presented by Pittsburgh Track Club. It's a brand new clothing brand that has modern and fun designs on like loungewear staples. Oh my goodness, you guys, for track athletes, they have the cutest clothing. And they're not just for runners, they have cute illustration designs for throwers, jumps, and multi-events. Even I got myself the heptathlon sweatshirt because it was just so cute. And they update the shop with new items really frequently so fans of the sport can express themselves with items like shirts that say, running time trials won't keep families together, and totes, which is, I have this tote actually. It says, you can go to hell, I'm not going to Eugene again. (laughs) Highly recommend you check it out. You can find the shop on www.pittsburghtrackclub.com and use code EMMA15, make sure it's in all caps, to get 15% off your order. The link is in the show notes as per usual, pittsburghtrackclub.com. Use code all caps EMMA15. Now let's dive on into today's episode. Hey, we're hopping right on in here. Um, we're going to kick off with some goals. Like I said, I have a lot of personal goals for this year, whether that be like, I don't know, my personal life, I guess, running, career goals. But honestly, I've never really been a huge goals person because especially being a runner growing up, I almost feel like goals were kind of handed to me. Like they were just written out already. Something like breaking five or then breaking 450 and then breaking 440 or you know, making it to college, running on a college team, making the travel team at college, making it to Pac-12, making it to NCAAs, et cetera, et cetera, scoring, getting a certain place here. I feel like they were just given to me. So I never had these like insane goals that I made for myself. But after college, just so much has varied over the years that I almost feel like I have to have goals to keep myself in check in line, you know, and no goals are really handed to me. 
at this point. No one is telling me exactly what I need to be doing. It's just basically I'm creating my own destiny, which is a little bit scary, but you know, I guess that's just what adulting is. But after like the years after college, I feel like so much is varied. So it's kind of hard to even make goals because I didn't really know what I was going to be doing the next year. But now, I don't know, moving back to San Diego and I just feel like things have kind of stabilized. So I just have a better idea of what I'm hoping the next couple years of my life look like. Um, but at least for the year moving forward, you know, everything's going to be pretty stable and standard. So let's kick off with some running goals. So overall, I mean, if you've been following me for the past couple months, I've definitely been getting back into running. And I know I've said that mm, 10 trillion times since graduating college in 2018. But this is my first attempt, like, actually getting back into running and being competitive and not just like signing up for a race and doing it for fun. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm doing this all for fun um, because that's the only thing to do it for, I feel like, after college. Most of the time, unless you're really good and you're making, you know, six figures off of it. But other than that, you're really doing it for passion. But honestly, it's going really well so far because I feel like my mindset has shifted a lot over the last few years. And I just feel like I'm in a really healthy place with the sport of running. And it's taken me so long to get to that point where I want to go out for my run every day and... Yeah, I don't know. Like, when I think about goals, though, running a certain time, like, I don't know, in any race isn't really motivating for me anymore. I'm not, like, a marathoner, so, you know, like, I don't really care about Boston qualifying, which I feel like is a huge goal for a lot of adults. I just, I don't know. I don't have any, like, huge things that I need to accomplish in the running world anymore because I almost feel like I already did it. Like, I already dedicated my entire life to the sport of running for so many years that I don't really have any goals that are eating at me. And that's why I think, you know, when I left college in 2018 and I didn't even take my last season of eligibility is because I knew that I had basically done all I had wanted to do and I didn't really have anything left that I needed to accomplish there. Other than like qualifying to NCAAs, which is a goal that I never achieved outdoors, but I also knew I was not in the mental headspace to be able to do that my senior year. So anyways, yeah, I feel like though a lot of people in the competitive running world like have a specific goal. But for me, it's about being able to run every day and enjoy it. And especially something I've been thinking about and something I really like want to strive for. And it's kind of like abstract, but I just want to be able to when any person in the entire world asks me to go for a run, I can say yes without like hesitating or feeling like I'm gonna hold them back or feeling like I'm gonna be redlining when going on an easy run with this person. So whether that be a person I just met, you know, that runs 10 minute pace or, you know, one of my college teammates that's still training and runs seven minute pace on their easy runs. Like I want to be able to do that regardless and just not be dying. Um, that's really not a very um, concrete goal, I feel like, and it, it's hard to like f define a path there. But when I am able, when I like feel comfortable enough to do that, I'm going to be very happy. At the end of the day, it's just about enjoying the process for me because it's been a really long time since I've enjoyed like the process of running and just doing it every day and doing the little things. Enjoying the process, honestly, is what running is about. And I feel like it's like this for a lot of sports, but it's kind of crazy because no matter what result that you produce at the end of any season, any time of your life, most likely, like most people I know, like they're never satisfied. When I was in college in 2017, when I ran 439 in the mile, something I 
honestly never thought that I would ever do. It's obviously a huge accomplishment, breaking 440. <laughs> I basically had no reaction because I knew that I had to run like one or two seconds faster to qualify to indoor nationals and I didn't do that. And I like knew I had it in me. So I just kind of walked off the line. Like I was obviously excited because I did break 440, which it's just a huge feat. But then in the back of my mind, like I wasn't really that excited. I was kind of, you know, I don't know. It, it, I just leave unsatisfied. I didn't even really think that that was that good back then. Now looking back, that's crazy. I don't even know how I ran 439, but it's just crazy because like I said, I don't think that you're ever really satisfied with the sport of running with any result ever. But that's what makes it fun because it's just like a constant chase. So you're always chasing the next thing. It's like how running never really gets easier. You just get better at tolerating pain. It's all kind of the same thing. You're just chasing and chasing and chasing. And at the end of the day, if you're not enjoying the chase of whatever, of the, of the endless chase, if you're not enjoying this endless chase that is running, then you're going to hate your life. And the biggest thing I've learned since like taking a super long break after college, especially like over the last year and a half-ish, of just not putting any pressure on myself to race or train at all really and just kind of going with the flow I've really learned how rewarding it is to put in the work each day I mean I know that's kind of cliche and <laughs> that sounds so cliche but I genuinely enjoy running but I never had the time away from it you know when I was in college or high school even before that I never had more than like two or three weeks off at a time and so I never really had the time away from it to realize that I actually really enjoyed it. It was more just like a relief when it was over a lot of the time, when like my seasons were over. Now looking back, it was also never really my decision to run every day. You know, obviously it was like I was the one that was putting on my shoes and going out the door, but it was something that I was compelled to do because I was really good at it, obviously. But I mean, I enjoyed winning. Obviously, if you're good at something, you usually enjoy it. But I never really had that true why of why I ran. I did it because I was good and that it was gonna, you know, get me to college and I enjoyed being good at something. But now that I've like really started training for real again, I understand that running like brings me so much internal fulfillment that I don't think I even noticed before because I hadn't taken time away from it. I don't even know if any of this makes sense because it's like such a personal journey with me in running. And obviously no one has mimicked my exact running path other than maybe my siblings a little bit but even that like I don't I don't know it's and it's my own personal journey I don't know how to describe it it's it's not even about seeing progress the actual act of running just makes me feel like myself and it's just so fulfilling to go for a run like I just feel so good I feel so fulfilled when I'm out there running especially on days that I feel good you know the days that I feel bad maybe I don't feel so fulfilled and I feel like I kind of don't want to do it but you gotta have those days to have the good ones. And overall, I just feel like training and running and just, I don't know, enjoying it is a huge part of my life. And I feel like with this new understanding of running's purpose in my life, which is just kind of basic fulfillment day to day. And like, I think it's just a way that I'll always define myself because I really do love it to my core. I just find it way easier to get out the door just for fun. Um, I was never that type of person that would go for a run for fun. It was just something that was on my training schedule and I would go do it. <laughs> and I didn't despise it. It's not like it was pulling teeth every day, but I think now I'm just actually motivated to do it rather than it's just something I'd check off my to-do list. You know what I mean? That and the community in San Diego that I've found 
has just made it so enjoyable to get back into it too since I've been starting from a place of just being like really out of shape compared to what I used to be like. Um, just having friends and honestly I credit uh, my run club, PB Run Club here in San Diego. Such a nice way to ease back into the sport of running. It's like very social and it's low pressure. Honestly, basically everyone that runs there is not really a competitive runner. So it's very casual and we stop four times during our four mile run and it's glorious. So I think it was just the perfect way for me to get back into the sport. And I don't know, I met a lot of my friends through the run club. So shout out PB Run Club. Love you. Um, yesterday I actually did my first tempo run in two plus years on my own accord which is just revolutionary because I never in my life thought that I would write my own tempo run into my training plan and then go do it and even like want to go do it because I didn't have to do it yesterday, but I wanted to. So I got out the door after my massage, which is a horrible idea, but I got out the door and did it. And I dare I say I enjoyed it, which is crazy. I don't remember the last time. I, I don't even know if I ever really enjoyed a tempo run, maybe a couple times my senior year of college. But other than that, Absolutely not. So the first time I run, it was like three miles yesterday, 621 per mile. And my average heart rate was like 178. That's nothing really special, I guess, looking back at my old stats. And I know a lot of you guys are like, oh my gosh, that's so good. Like a lot of people, <laughs> I don't know, when I post on my Strava or whatever, I posted on my Instagram story yesterday that I did that and people were like shocked, whatever. Um, but you also have to realize like where I'm coming from and my background with running that that's you know, I used to do four mile tempo runs at like 540 pace. So we still got a long ways to go. But as a starting point, like super solid. But honestly, more than anything else, it's a huge mental win for me because I actually wanted to go do it, which it's just you need to have that internal drive to be good at running. And I feel like I have it for the first time in ever. Honestly, like, I don't really think I had that throughout college even. I don't even know how to describe it, but I just feel really good. And it's crazy because now I'm the person that doesn't want to take my off day every week. I do end up taking an off day every week, but for a while I was the person that looked, actually my entire life, I was the person that looked forward to my off day. Like I would be counting down the days until I could take a day off. And then now I have an off day. Today is actually my off day and I feel very uncomfortable and I like want to go running, but I'm not going to do that because we're being smart here. As smart as we can be. So if you guys didn't watch my YouTube video, I'm racing in 11 weeks. April 2nd is the Carlsbad 5000. It's a big 5k. It's pretty flat. It's in my hometown. And I used to do it when I was younger, actually. Um, and initially I said I'd be stoked, like in my own head. I didn't really tell anyone other than some of my friends. I told people and myself that I would be stoked if I broke 20. But then now... <laughs> after doing that tempo run yesterday and I basically would have broken 20 if I kept going 0.1 miles, I think I need a bigger goal for myself. And again, I don't really know what that is. I haven't even started track workouts at all. Uh, yesterday was actually my first workout. So I don't know. In 11 weeks, I don't really know how good of shape I can get in, but I will honestly be happy if I get to the start line feeling fit, whatever that means to me. I mean, if I just feel like good getting the start line, I feel excited healthy and just ready to compete again and not feel that like dread that I felt over the last couple of years when any pressure was put on me or like I had a big workout I would kind of dread it 
Like I remember when I was racing that marathon, the, the Chicago marathon in 2019, like I was excited, but then I was also just kind of dreading it, maybe because it was a marathon. Um, but then I also didn't really feel prepared. So I think even though it's gonna be my first race back in since 2019, if I show up on the starting line feeling prepared, I think feeling prepared rather than fit. If I show up to the starting line feeling prepared, I'll be very happy with myself. But I just know that's gonna hurt so bad. That 5K is gonna be so painful. But hopefully these tempo runs that I'll do and like the track workouts will kind of ease me back into the pain of doing that type of work. And then beyond that, beyond April 2nd or whatever, uh, I don't really know yet. Again, just trying to stay healthy and enjoy training and just see how fit I can get. Uh, I'll probably just continue racing local 5Ks, like maybe some outdoor track meets here in San Diego, all comers meets. I have no idea, honestly, because the only thing on my schedule right now is that 5K. Definitely will not be doing a marathon this year unless it's like a random impulsive one like I did, you know, a couple weeks, months ago now. Um, I'm not a marathoner. Like, at this point in my life, I still have enough speed where I'm not gonna do marathon training. And also, I don't think my body really likes marathon training at all. I'm definitely, like I was a miler in college. I don't think I'm really built to run 26 miles all out at this moment yet, and I don't really wanna be. So that being said, I'm also probably not gonna be racing any miles or 1500s ever again, because I don't need to go that lactic ever again in my whole life. Um, to, I, I don't need to run faster than 439, that was fine. Um, I'm happy with that or 418 in the 1500 completely stoked with that I don't think I honestly could even run faster than that if I really tried that hard and I don't really want to so Yeah, we're, we're going into more uncharted territory, which is like 5k which I've still done before but I just haven't focused on it in a really really long time and I love racing on the roads so Road 5ks probably but we'll see one race at a time. So yeah, that was a really long-winded discussion about my running goals. But now, moving on to, like, career goals. <laughs> my career goals is kind of funny because I feel like it is my my life and it's also has to do with running. Everything just overlaps in my life. I guess with this podcast, like, I want to start doing more video podcasting. I know I've done a little bit. Like, we have a YouTube channel, but I never post on it because I just haven't really mastered the art of video podcasts. And it's just another element that kind of is uncharted territory for me and that makes me a little uncomfortable, but I also love video and I love like long form content. So I'm gonna try to build out the video version of this. No idea when that's gonna happen, but I'll keep you guys posted on our Instagram, Convos Over Cold Brew Pod. I'll let you know when we start posting on YouTube again. Also, on my personal YouTube channel, I just wanna be consistent and I've been better um, I just want to keep posting videos. I definitely need to find someone to help me record like my workouts because I don't have anyone like that. It's just kind of me, myself, and I. And doing like selfies during track workouts, that's not going to work. So yeah, just being more consistent and going out of my way to make sure to get the content for you guys to watch. I have a YouTube editor, which really helps. So just keep, I don't know, banging out the content. Also, another thing that's kind of uncharted for me is doing really cool merchandise. I know I've done merch in the past, but I really want to personalize it with like cool graphics and everything. And I know a lot of people want singlets. Like I have a fella singlet that I got from the Chicago Marathon from Nike, but I want to make my own. So we're, I've already started the process with that, which is really exciting. And of course, 
I'll let you guys know when that drops or when that's <laughs> coming, but it just takes a long time, honestly. Like, the merch process is one of the most difficult things that I feel like people can do as creators, so, and it just takes, like, a long time, so be patient with me, but I'm really going to hone in on the merch process this year so that you guys can rock some fellas merch or, like, I don't know, just really cool designs, so... Okay, since I've like moved back to San Diego and I just really value community a lot, like the PB Run Club community and everything, I just want to engage with my community more. Maybe that's group runs, um, I don't know, more meetups, just being more active in the running community in San Diego and just like, I don't know, making friends and stuff. That's more of a personal goal. <laughs> Maybe even joining like some sort of running group or even... I don't know, I need to talk about, <laughs> I need to talk with the founder of PB Run Club, but there's a lot of people that, like, do race with PB Run Club, so I feel like it'd be fun to make, like, an elite team, or, like, a team that races with, like, uniforms and stuff, so I think just being more involved in the running community and maybe playing a role in that, whether that be, you know, helping build out a team or more workouts, like leading group workouts or something like that. I don't know. So just something I've been thinking about, like more in-person stuff. And then also I've thought about coaching in person again, like more like personal running training in person with adults here in San Diego. I don't really know how I'm going to go about doing that, but it's just something that's been on my mind because I really love like motivating people and I feel like it's really fun to see someone's progress. I don't love online coaching because it's not, it's harder to get that personal like interaction or even like see how someone's feeling you can't even really see their running form so I would love to do like personal personal running training in person like lead adults through workouts but that's like a big goal that probably will take a lot of time but yeah other than that um career stuff like I think just continue working with brands that I really love like Koros who obviously sponsors this podcast they sponsor my youtube channel Love Inside Tracker. Just different, just like different brands that have supported me through the years and that I just really love and use every day. Just like being able to do some cool brand deals with people. Like I have one with 24 Hour Fitness right now, which is pretty cool. Um, and would love to like extend that one. I don't know, just continuing to integrate the things that I use like every day into my content as a way to like provide stability, I guess, with my income, but then also you know, give a shout out or a platform for the products or services or whatever that I love that I really think that people would like. So yeah, just organic brand deals that I really love. Okay, now moving on to like actual personal goals in my own life. Uh, save money. You know, I could be better at budgeting. I'm not a budgeter. I think because there's so many little expenses that come with this job of being self-employed, like just weird little things that incur and the income varies from month to month. It's hard to build a budget, but I think I could be better at saving or even investing money. Like I lost a ton of money in the stock market last year and I've kind of just avoided going back into the stock market because it scares me now because I lost so much money, but there's just like different ways to invest and I think I just need to learn. Yeah, that's like one of my main personal goals for this year, especially because I'm getting older, like being 26. Ooh, like I'm kind of old now, so I really got to get that in check. In terms of like emotional or just, I don't even know how to describe it, like internal work, I feel like I've done a lot of personal work on myself over the years that I don't really have any fundamental issues that I need to sort out with myself. Um, other than I feel like I am an over committer, 
like I say yes to a lot of things because I feel like I've been a yes woman and it's really helped me out in a lot of ways over the last couple of years. But then now I feel like I say yes to too many things and then I have to bail and I hate that. I hate bailing on people. I hate bailing on commitments and I just keep overcommitting myself. So maybe I become a little bit more of a no woman, which I don't even think it's a no woman. I think it's more just being more picky and like really weighing out what I do want to do and don't want to do or focus on or whatever, or what events I want to attend. Especially with my like personal friendships and relationships, I want to just be better communicator again, just give definitive answers instead of being a flake and saying yes and then saying no later when I realize that I'm too busy and I can't go, you know? I just want to keep building on my close friendships and just be better because I feel like I get overwhelmed really easily and then I forget to reply to my text messages with my friends and it's just not really a good trait. And I don't know why I do that. I think I just get really overwhelmed and then I just end up ghosting people, but it's like not on purpose. I don't know if anyone can relate to that, but I really want to work on that this year and just like getting back to people right away and not letting it go into ghosting mode on accident. I want to travel a bit more, just take more spontaneous trips because since I am self-employed, I can kind of do that. And I don't know, I can do everything on my own schedule. So I feel like I should take advantage and just travel more. And the last one, which I've talked about it many times on all my platforms, I just think I need to put myself out there in the dating world. It's been um, four years since I've been in a relationship and I'm definitely like in a place in my life where I can pursue that and I just don't do a very good job of putting myself out there. And yeah, so go on more dates is one of my, <laughs> that sounds kind of sad. Just go on more dates. I just need to date a bit more because I want a long-term relationship and I need to put myself in situations where I can make that happen, you know? Okay, well, that's gonna wrap up my goals for the year. Wow, that this clip that I uh, just recorded was like 30 minutes long, so sorry if I talked your ear off. I don't know why I'm apologizing because you guys are listening to this podcast and you knew what to expect. Um, <laughs> okay, now you guys are about to hear what I've learned from all the different running errors of my life, but before we get into that, I wanna talk about one of my long-term sponsors, which I love, I use it every day, Koros. Every single time I go out for my run, I go out for a walk, even when I go to sleep, I wear my Koros Pace 2 GPS Premium Sport Watch. If you are someone looking to get a GPS watch that keeps track of your distance, you know, heart rate, pace, and so much more, the Koros Pace 2 is definitely the watch for you because it has by far the best battery life of any GPS watch I've ever used, especially if you're someone that does like long runs, you're gonna wanna use this watch. I know a lot of ultra runners love the Koros Pace 2 because the battery life keeps forever. Like you don't even have to worry about charging it after your runs. It lasts for like five days, I swear. So if you're on the trails, if you're taking a big trip, you don't have to worry about your watch running out of charge, which is very refreshing. And also if you're someone like me who forgets to charge their watch a lot of the time and you're about to head out for your long run or your workout and you realize that your watch is out of charge when you go to put it on and then you have to wait like 30 minutes, and maybe that motivation dies down in that 30 minutes, like that's the worst feeling ever, but you never have to deal with that with the Pace 2. It's also really easy to use, so if you're a beginner runner too, or if you're someone like me, obviously, not a beginner runner, um, I love the ease of use of this watch. All you have to do is press two buttons and then you're off and running. I love that it has a heart rate monitor built into the watch too, it just makes it really convenient. 
to know like your effort while you're running and the watch syncs straight to the app and then to Strava. So it's automatic and it's instant and I'm not really a tech savvy person. So I just love how easy it is to use overall. And I never feel it on my wrist ever. It's like really lightweight, which is amazing. And you know a watch fits correctly if you never feel it. It's the same thing with like running shoes or socks. Like you never really wanna feel it when you're running. And that's the best thing is that I never feel this watch on my wrist when I'm running, but it looks very stylish. It's very sleek. I have the blue steel colorway, it's beautiful. Again, I highly recommend if you're someone that's gonna be putting in the miles this year, go grab yourself a Koros Pace 2 GPS watch. It's the best thing ever. Go to koros.com and use code coldbrew and you get a free accessory with a watch purchase. So all you have to do is add the accessory like a band, a charger, or a piece of apparel to the cart before checking out and you apply the code coldbrew and then you get that accessory for free with a watch purchase. So go check that out. The link is in the show notes. Love Koros so much. Like I said, I wear it every day. Koros.com, use code coldbrew. All right, now let's hop into the running eras. So now we're gonna get into the running eras of my life and just what I've learned you know, over the years. Starting out with youth, you know, I've been running for a really long time. I think my first race was when I was like eight years old, but then even before that I was competing in swimming. So other endurance sport, pretty similar to running, I feel like. But youth running, you know, what did I learn from this era of my life? From, I guess, age eight to 13, like right when I went into high school. What I learned was that running, you don't have to take it that seriously and it's meant to be fun. I think I've always had that lighthearted spirit about myself and it's something that I like strive for all the time and I have, you know, it's ebbed and flowed a lot over the years, but I always look back at my youth running and I want to keep that fiery spirit within myself and just really enjoy it and not take myself too seriously with the sport. Um, I also learned... <laughs> when I was a youth runner that I was really naturally talented at running. I know that sounds probably cocky, but just keeping it real, like I didn't really have to try that hard to be good. <laughs> shout out to my parents, shout out to genetics. You know, obviously I worked hard and I did a lot of training when I was younger, but I just didn't really have to try that hard to be that good. I remember when I was like 13, about, it was like the end of middle school. It was the first time I ever really remember feeling pain while running. And it was the Carlsbad 5000 when I was 13 years old. The same 5k that I'm going to do this year. I ran a 1736 5k when I was 13 years old. That makes me want to throw up now because I'm not going to be able to run 1736 come April, I don't think, um, of this year. <laughs> and I could barely run that, I feel like, in college. But I remember when I was 13 that that was the first time where I finished the race and I was like, wow, that hurt. Before that, I feel like I didn't really feel pain while running and it really made me realize that I have a natural talent in running. What I like to call the NT. And everyone's, I feel like everyone's naturally talented at something. And for me, it just happened to be running. So love that for me. Also, I learned from my youth running era that your team and your teammates like make training really fun. And you just have so many like fun memories. Like I love traveling with my team when I was younger and we would always, you know, go to USATF nationals together or even like doing workouts. Like I just loved doing workouts with my teammates and just goofing around and having fun. I also remember my youth running was like the first time I did 1Ks. I remember doing this like grass workout in Vista, California. Yeah, like th these grassy 1Ks and I just remember hating them. And 
yeah, I learned that 1Ks suck. And I just kind of have always thought that 1Ks sucked because I, <laughs> that youth experience that I had just doing 1Ks, 1K repeats on that grass, but it did get better in college. I started enjoying 1Ks more. I also learned that winning is fun and that I have a natural drive to win and to compete more than anything else. Like I just really love being competitive, especially with running. Like I just love pushing myself to the limit. And then I think just naturally I have an urge to win. <laughs> yeah, overall just like really not taking it too seriously though, I think is the main thing with my youth that I just like learned that running can be fun. Winning is fun. Um, being good at something is fun. Yeah, okay. Moving on to high school. So high school, there was definitely more pressure because then you have college looming over you. But then also I feel like I went into high school and being a freshman, like I already kind of had pressure on me because people knew me from USATF stuff and I was already pretty good. Like I said, I had already run 1736 before going into high school, which especially back then was just good. I feel like now times have changed a lot, but um, there's just a lot more pressure. So I don't know, things got a little bit more serious, but still carrying that, not taking it too seriously, I feel like is so huge for this chapter of someone's life because it really is not that big of a deal. Like three years from now, you're not going to remember or care that if you won that league meet or <laughs> if you got second at that league meet, like you're not even going to remember it. I can guarantee you. Like I look back now and I put so much pressure on myself to like win these little races. And I was like, why did it, why was I so stressed out for no reason? You know? I think looking back now at my high school years, it was so beneficial to leave room for improvement too later in my life. Like you don't need to do everything right. You're so young and you have so many more years if you want to, to run that I feel like now, especially with social media, like you just see what everyone else is doing, like what the pros are doing. But as a high school athlete, like you don't need to do everything correctly. You don't need to like do the same training as these pro athletes. You don't need to really eat like these pro athletes. You don't need to strength train like these pro athletes. Like they're pros for a reason. That's like their main focus of their entire life. Like you are a high schooler and you should enjoy it for what it is and like enjoy your youth, you know, have a social life, eat whatever you want. That's the biggest thing, especially for female runners. Oh my goodness. Like I am so glad that I ate whatever I wanted. Like I was eating 24 seven. I ate whatever I wanted. And it's the main reason that I stayed healthy for my entire running career. Never got a bone injury. I was injured a bit in high school just from growing so much. Like I just had little aches and pains, but fundamentally like I think eating so much in high school saved my career like over the course of however many years especially because I grew so much like if I wasn't eating enough I don't know what would have happened to my body so I cannot emphasize that enough like you need to eat way more than honestly you probably think you do like I've never met someone that's not that's eating too much especially as like a high school runner so yeah I know I've talked about that a lot but I just really want to emphasize it for female runners like just eat whatever you want, eat whatever you want in high school. It, does, it doesn't really matter. I mean, eat relatively healthy, you know, don't eat candy and ice cream for every meal. But also like kind of going along those same lines, like you just, especially for female runners, like you really need to be gentle with yourself because your body's going to change over the years because you're going through puberty and it's natural and you just need to let it happen. Like don't try to manipulate it because that's when things go awry and it's just not, you just need to let it happen. It's like a natural process. And if you get slower, it's okay. Like I got slower. 
I know I've talked about it a lot, so if you've listened to any of my like stories that I tell about my running journey, but I got slower like my junior year because I was growing so much and that's okay because I think, again, not trying to manipulate it, like not changing the way I was eating, not really changing the way I was training. I feel like, I don't know, just letting it mull over and just being patient with myself. Like I ended up on the other side totally fine and honestly way better and stronger. So you just really have to be patient with yourself. I know it's scary. It's scary to see your body change so much in like a, I don't know, short amount of time, like four years, my body changed drastically. I went from a child to being a, not even a woman, but still like way more womanly than I was when I was a freshman in high school. So you just got to be gentle with yourself. Also, high school is a time where it's like, you're really learning your physical and mental limits. And I think you can just take away a lot from that of just there's a lot of trial and error, whether that be like with training, with what you're like eating before races, how much you need to sleep, what workouts work and what workouts don't really work for you, like what your mileage situation is like, like what works best for you. I just feel like there's so much trial and error that happens in high school and it's like the best time to do it, especially the first few few years, like your freshman, sophomore year, because there's not really that much pressure on you if you're like looking to go run in college especially if you're like a freshman in high school, no colleges are really like paying that much attention to you. So I know, you know, even for me, I feel like I was already worried about that my freshman year of high school, but it's funny because even, you know, I coached at University of Portland, like we didn't look at freshman athletes because you have three more years after that to do something great. So just really use freshman year as a time to learn a lot about yourself and just implement training and really, I don't know, like I said, learning about yourself. I also learned <laughs> that being an elite high school distance runner is really fun. <laughs> That's so niche, but I had some of the greatest memories of my entire life at like these travel meets that I went to. I know a lot of people, especially because social media now, like you see it all behind the scenes, but like, especially when I was in high school, social media didn't really exist that much until maybe my later years, like senior year kind of, but even then, like, you didn't really know what was going on behind the scenes, and it was so fun to be a high schooler during these days, being, like, a good high school runner and getting invited to the big meets, and it's still, honestly, to this day, I feel like it's still just as fun. So, if you're, like, a high schooler looking to set a goal, I feel like making it to any of the big meets, I feel like, is just a huge one because it, so many fun memories happen at these big meets, and it's just such a good goal to shoot for because... At these big meets, some of the best memories I've ever had in my whole life. Okay, moving on to college running. College is really interesting because it depends on where you go. There's different cultures at different schools, but I kind of learned like inherently that running is an individual sport and that I really need to focus on myself. I know that's kind of like counterintuitive because you're obviously on a team, but like, I don't know, when I was in high school, we would all do the same exact training every day. And I was just like so team oriented that in college, I almost felt like I had to like learn more about what worked for me and also like not really pay attention to what my teammates were doing because something that they're doing might not work for me. Like everyone is different, whether it be like training, I don't know, just like lifestyle habits. Like I'm just a social person. Like I need kind of a social life to be happy and to be a happy runner. Some people don't need that at all. Some people only need to focus on running, like eat, sleep, run. That's all they need to do. And I feel like it's really easy, especially if you're in a college environment to get caught up in what everyone else is doing and just kind of try to mimic people or like mimic the best runners on your team, but it's so important to stay true to yourself and really 
understand the why of why you're doing it and I almost feel like in college I kind of did things to like please other people like I'm kind of a people pleaser or like please my coach and then at a certain point I was like I'm doing this for me so I need to focus on myself like I stopped doing doubles you know I just went to my coach and I was like I don't want to do doubles anymore because I realized like I don't like doubles and they don't really do anything for me um so I just stopped doing them and again these are like conversations that you need to have with your coach I just think you need to like learn more about yourself and just not fall into the habits of other people because what someone else does may not work for you. I also learned that surrounding yourself with people better than you will automatically basically level you up. I think that's one of the main reasons why honestly I ended up transferring to Oregon during my freshman years because I wanted to be around people that were like really better than me and just a really competitive environment because I knew that it would level me up. I mean, even having like a really good team in high school, I feel like it just always kept me on my toes and always kept me competitive. And when you're surrounded by people that are better than you or just have different talents than you, like you will just learn a lot. And without even really trying, you're gonna become a better runner because you're pushed to new limits that maybe you didn't even know existed. Like if I went to, I don't know, a school where I was the best runner, I don't think I would have run nearly as fast as I did than like when I went to Oregon and I was, you know, number five to seven on our cross country team every year. Like, I don't even think I was, would have been good at all in cross country if I didn't go to Oregon because I just had people that, I don't know, believed in me. And I was just surrounded by a lot of good people that I just, it was an expectation that I had to uphold. And yeah, just surround yourself with people better than you. I feel like it's the easiest way to get better at running. I also learned that your teammates, especially in college, because you live with them, you train with them every day, you see them at your highest points and your lowest points and they like they see you at your highest and lowest points you're gonna be friends for life that bond is gonna be something that's unbreakable because you've just seen them in such raw emotion <laughs> like you see people like peeing in bushes and throwing up after races and peeing their pants during races and then you see people celebrating their wins you win national championships together like it's just some of the most emotionally charged moments and you'll just create a bond that i don't know i'll have with some of my teammates forever I also learned like the power of teammates in big races. Something like NCAAs where there's like 240 people. The power of your teammates and finding your teammates during a race like that is so important. And I think, you know, I knew it in high school, but I don't think it was emphasized enough until I went to college. And then I just learned, like even when we won NCAAs in 2016, I learned how powerful it was to be able to feed off of each other during races. And it also just shows like how important a bond is between your teammates and like a good environment and a good atmosphere is and it's like hard to I don't know it's hard to give you specific ways to have a good team culture but I think just being the teammate that you want to have is like really a good way of I don't know building a good team culture is like it starts with you you know you need to be a good teammate to others and then I feel like it just kind of seeps into the overall team vibe do you know what I mean? And then, okay, let's get into post-grad. This has been many years of my life now. Since 2018, leaving college, I've gone through so many different waves. The biggest thing for me, I think, was being okay with taking a break and not shaming myself for it. You know, a lot of my teammates in college, they continued running after college. Like, I would, honestly, most of them did. And so it made me feel really guilty when I was the one sitting on the couch and just felt like I could not get up and go for a run and had no desire to train or race ever again. But... Your timeline is different than others and that's like totally okay. And I'm so glad that I allowed myself to take that break and just give myself the mental the mental break, not shame myself for not wanting to run and just, I don't know, kind of lean into the break. <laughs> 
I feel like it really helped me and it's like totally okay to do that. And also there is way more to life outside of running. Um, most people, the majority of people don't really care about running at all. And that sounds kind of pessimistic, but honestly it was the most freeing thing for me to discover because being in the elite running world, it is such a little bubble that you think that if you don't run a PR, your life is over. And it's not because 99% of people don't care. Um, and although that sounds pessimistic, it's one of the best feelings in the world. Um, when you realize that you're really doing this for passion and not for glory. <laughs> And you're doing it for mental health. I learned that running is like a good mental health outlet for me, which is something that, again, I talked about it before, but like I never really made the decision to go for a run. It was just kind of brought upon me because I was good at it. But I think now choosing to do it because I find it's a fundamental part of me and it makes me feel really good about myself and I just love it, it's very freeing. Also, because I've dealt with so many body image issues, I feel like I'm invincible at this point because of how much my body's changed, but post-grad, like, your body will probably change again. Um, and that's totally okay because you're literally becoming a woman and it's time to bear children. If you're obviously a woman listening to this, <laughs> um, podcast. But, yeah, like, my body changed again. You know, you're not really done with puberty most of the time at age 18. You're probably gonna go through another one in your 20s because your body's setting you up for childbirth. And... You just gotta be patient with yourself. Again, my body has changed so much over the years and it's taken every little part of my brain to be okay with that. And I feel like I've finally gotten to a point where I've accepted myself wholeheartedly, no matter what my body looks like. And if it changes, okay. If it doesn't change, that's cool too, you know? Just letting my body do whatever it wants and whatever it needs to do. And again, not trying to manipulate it. I just feel like it's really important. Yeah, especially like leaving elite running if you're like a D1 runner, if you ran in college at all, like, it's really hard, I feel like, to see those body changes because you're just not running as much, but it's so normal and it happens to, like, everyone. So, yeah, you just gotta be patient with yourself and just know that, honestly, most people don't really notice it at all and that it's totally okay and it also, the way your body looks doesn't really matter in the long run. So, I also learned that you, like, can't force running on yourself. Uh, you need to, like, have the strong internal drive to do it. And for a lot of years, I feel like I would just force working out, force running on myself because I felt like it was what I needed to do. Um, just, I don't know, for myself. But I didn't really want to do it. I just felt compelled to do it because I felt like it was, like, what I had to do. But then now I feel like it just comes from more of an internal drive to do it and it's just a passion. Um, it's not about money, it's not about glory, it's not about anything else. It's just me loving the sport of running and what it does for my body. And you can't force it. You just gotta let it come to you a lot of the time. I also learned that uh, people will always ask you your mile time when they found out that you ran in college or ran at all. Um, and I'm just really glad that mine's fast because, you know, it's a flex a lot of the time, but then it's also extremely cringe when I have to say it because then I also have to tell them that I am not nearly as fast and I cannot run that right now, no. So don't ask me to race you because I will not be running 4.39. Um, but that is nice that I ran a fast mile because now I can hold that over everyone for the rest of my life. <laughs> not that not that I do that all the time, but when it happens, you know, I'm not mad about it. I also learned especially over the last year or two, that the running community, especially, like, the non-elite running community, it's amazing. Like, people come from, like, so many different walks of life. They have different career paths, and they're just, like, getting into the sport. And especially if you're in, like, a big city, there's just 
such a good running culture a lot of the time. Like there's just different running clubs and I feel like it really brings people together and it's just so fun like being able to see people that are passionate about running but have like life outside of running also. I don't know, it's just really refreshing and I love it. And I feel like San Diego, you know, it's not as big as somewhere like New York City which has like a huge running community but I feel like it's getting bigger and I'm just really enjoying being a part of it and just having my little story be a part of it as well. Um, Yeah, so if you're like, especially in a big city, I really recommend going and looking at different running groups because you just meet so many cool people. Brings a different level of motivation too for you Um, because now like when I go to run club on Wednesdays, it's not for my run, it's for the social aspect. Like I love going and talking to new people. So I highly recommend, especially if you're trying to make friends after college or just as a young adult or just an adult in general, uh, go to a run club. You'll meet a lot of cool people with cool different walks of life. I think that's honestly kind of it. Like I don't, I don't know, this ended up being a lot longer than I expected it to be. Um, I think I rambled a lot, but I hope you guys enjoyed just hearing about my running goals and just hearing what I learned from different eras of my running journey. Um, Maybe some apply to you, maybe they don't. I feel like sometimes I sound a little bit cocky. Uh, I don't know, I feel like running has humbled me and then it's also made me really confident. It's just like a sport that does it all, you know? It's very humbling and then it also brings you to your highs and your lows and we're all in this together. So I hope you guys have some good goals for this year and Yeah, everyone's just striving to become the best version of themselves, whatever chapter that they're in. So, yeah, Uh, I think that's going to end today's episode. Again, thanks for joining me. Season 5, we're off to a good start. Follow us on Instagram at ComboesOverCoolBrewPod if you want to be up to date on the latest episodes or submit listener questions. Also, I'll be shouting out there when we start the video version of the podcast so you guys can watch on YouTube. Big things this year. 2023 is going to be our year, fellas. To all the listeners, we've got this. We're in this together. Let's get after it. See you guys in the next one. Peace out, fellas.